new drive with Goodman and Fry. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. And welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Just had a great experience with them. It's an intimate car buying experience. I've been saying that for a long time. You know, there were a bunch of guys there, and it felt it was like so personalized. They really cared about what I thought and, and what I was doing. And, you know, that that's the type of environment you want to work in. And they're also great at giving back to the community besides having great luxury cars, domestic cars, foreign cars. Um, with the type of cars that they have on their lot, they service everything. They have great finance options, but I like the way they give back to the community. They have great promotions on Memorial Day. They're going to have their customer appreciation day at both locations in Denver and in Parker. So you're going to want to check that out. And then on June 4th, they're going to have four by four Colorado's rigs and tacos. Uh, They're asking everybody to bring their lifted trucks, SUVs, other cool gear. They're going to have two food trucks, hip pops, Denver, cooking with crown go check that out and they're also gonna have a fundraiser for the legend high school football team go check out rocky mountain eurosport in denver and in parker time now for the lead the lead presented by sasquatch casino in blackhawk all right let's go out to the hotline we're bringing a longtime friend of ours benjamin hawkman used to be a columnist for the denver post now he's a columnist in his hometown of st louis for the st louis post Dispatch. Benji, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Good to hear your voice. Hi, uh, Benjamin. Good good to talk okay. to you. Good to talk to you as well. What's been going on, bro? Not much. It's been fun being back in Denver, uh, see, seeing Terry at the rink, seeing some old journalists, journalism friends, and uh, drinking some beers and uh, having some burgers around town. You nice. mean you mean veteran journalists, not old journalist friends. No, exactly, exactly, exactly. Oh, okay. Good right. catch. So good what's catch. the blues attitude in the wake of game one? You know, they, they seem confident. They, I mean, I mean, they're going to say all the right things when, yeah. the, when the recorders are on. And the reality was, for anyone who saw that game, uh, it was 3-2, to two and it could have been 13-2. to two. Uh, The Avalanche dominated, as you all know, in, in basically every facet of the game. Uh, so the, the Blues are confident. We're talking about, we're talking about a team that, that, that won a bunch of games and won a series against a really good Minnesota team. So uh, George Carl, the old Nuggets coach, used to say a, a series doesn't start until the home team loses. <laughs> and maybe that's the case here. Who knows? Okay, so I read your column today in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and I have to tell you, it's the first column that you've ever written that I've ever read. I'm very impressed. You're actually really good at this thing. <laughs> oh, thanks. You're welcome. So this was the uh, headline. Blues got the loss they deserved. Here's what they should do for game two. I'm sure Baruby would love to hear your thoughts. But what did you say they need to do? Yeah, I mean, it, it, didn't, take, uh, it didn't take a rocket scientist or a Scotty Bowman to figure out the Blues need to shake up their line. Uh, I definitely wanted uh, the Blues to take Thomas and Tarasenko and put them on different lines, and that's what Coach Berube did. This is going to be bonkers, guys. One of the lines the Blues have tonight is, has never been a line before. Buchnevich, O'Reilly at centerman, and then 
David Perron. They've never been together, and they'll be together in tonight's huge game. Uh, so, yeah, the Blues, the Blues shook things up. You got to after a performance like that. Is that a panic move, though, just one game into the series, flipping your lines like that? I, I was, to be honest, I was surprised that they flipped all three top lines. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, but, um, you know, I will, I'll, you got to give Coach Craig Brube, um, you know, the benefit of the doubt in this situation. He pushed all the right buttons in that series against Minnesota, changing lines uh, and, and moving guys in and out. So you have to give him the benefit of the doubt in that regard. So here's what I really want to know. How hated is Stan Kroenke in St. Louis? Is he still hated there? Will forgiveness, will forgiveness ever come? Still hated. Oh, my goodness. It is, it is unbelievable. Uh, the amount of vitriol, the amount of hatred. There's T-shirts with his name on it and some expletives. Uh, I mean, especially around the Super Bowl this past year. I mean, it was, it, fans were irate. Uh, fans just took it personally. I mean, it was as simple as uh, even though Kroenke owned the team, the team, if you will, belonged to the fans of St. Louis, and they took the team from him for no reason but a billionaire making more billions. Is there any element of that in this series? Only, it's only fan related in that regard that's a great question but it's not like any of the players i honestly if you ask the the, the blues players who own colorado <laughs> who I, I own who own the chiefs yeah they, they don't know the hunt family right, right oh you didn't right. ask me you didn't ask me the slap shot joke oh gotcha we Benjamin seen slap shot we are talking with benjamin hawkman right. he used, used to be a terrific columnist for the uh denver post now he's even a better columnist for his hometown paper the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Uh, Terry and I talked about this Benjamin in the last hour. Bennington, he was terrific. Uh, no, no reasonable person is going to deny that. However, is is the wall eventually going to break down if he continues to face roughly 50 shots a game? That's a great question. Um, the, a reference I made today to another writer uh, at Morning Skate was to Jake Allen, the former Blues goalie, who in this one unbelievable series against the Minnesota Wild about a half decade ago, uh, saved like 40 or 50 shots in, I believe, all five games of the series that the Blues won. That's, that's one man, uh, it's one series, it's a different scenario, uh, but Bennington has shown that he can be streaky in, in a good way and in a bad way, and when he gets in these zones, as he did famously in 2019, where he became one of the coolest, I think, Cinderella stories in sports history, uh, he, was, he was a brick wall. So, but yeah, if, if as simple as fifty-four shots a game, uh, I think you're going to score more than three in, in most of the following three games. If you will. Ryan Ryan O'Reilly is the captain. He's a veteran leader. You know, we know him in Denver, and you remember this part, uh, I think, uh, when he was just kind of the weird rink rat over in the corner. How's he changed? How's he matured? Well, he's just the weird rink rat that has a con <laughs> He's he's still the last guy off the ice, and he's still kind of a, a mild mannered guy. And if you talk to him off the ice, you wouldn't think he was a hockey player. Maybe you would have thought he was a, a yoga instructor or something like that. Uh, but he is he is beloved in St. Louis and well respected by his, his teammates. And he's he's on a hot streak too from a scoring standpoint. Five goal five five games in a row with goals. Well, he had five shots the other night too. Yeah, not bad. So around here, the narrative has been, and honestly, it's it's a neat little narrative, I suppose, that the, the Blues have nine guys who've scored 20 goals, which is great. So it talks about their depth. The, the, the Avalanche have a bunch of guys who have scored 20 goals as well. I think seven of them. Which fan base, which team should be more concerned? 
Should the Avalanche fan base be more concerned that that the, the nine guys were basically held off the score sheet, or should Blues fans be more concerned that McKinnon and McCarr were nowhere to be found in game one? Right. No, I, I'm going with the latter there. I mean, the fact that Colorado won a playoff game and the guys that scored, uh, none of them were their famous players, if you will, you'd have to think that those guys are, are ready to explode from an offensive standpoint in game two. And, yeah, I know, I know there's some history with – with McKinnon last year, famously, or I guess infamously, in the, the Vegas series, kind of losing his way when the going got tough. But uh, this series uh, is early It's early in the series, and I, I'm, I'm worried for the Blues that some famous names are going to be on the score sheet tonight. You're probably the biggest market with no NBA and no NHL. I mean, with no NFL and no... <laughs> well, with they only baseball. Teams. They have baseball, they have hockey, they baseball don't have the and NBA, hockey. and they don't have the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's all we got in town is the Blues and the, and the Cardinals. And, what, what, uh, the Blues you got the Billikens. The... You got the Billikens in East St. Louis High School. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. They're they're exactly. they're basically a pro football team. Are the Blues number one <laughs> or number two? I mean, the Cardinals are number one. I mean, it would take twenty losing seasons in a row or something to change that. Uh, I compare the Cardinals in St. Louis to the Broncos in Denver, um, but the difference is uh, the Blues fandom grew and there's a solid fandom there in st louis but after that stanley cup you know people who didn't know what a puck was or, or what a power play was or what color the blue line was exactly touche touche yeah so it, i mean the, if you look up images of the blues parade which is one of the coolest experiences of my sports life as a reporter i mean there was literally hundreds of thousands of people at the parade it was, it was a big deal Okay, so everyone I've talked to on the show about this, I've asked the same question, and now I'm going to regurgitate it to you because I'm curious to know your thoughts. So there's a lot of talk about the avalanche hitting posts in game one. Is hitting the post a missed shot, or is it the guy got robbed? That's a wonderful question. Terry's covered a lot more hockey than I do, so I'd, I'd love to hear his No, no, his, no, his, response is wrong. his response is wrong. So I'm asking <laughs> oh. yours. I'm asking your opinion. What Terry said is flat-out wrong. It's not a goal, so what difference does it make? It's the same thing as if you were shot the puck four feet wide. Here's, here's my argument, Benji. Is okay. that in Okay, so when you hit the post, it, it literally and figuratively is a missed shot. You can say, well, he got robbed. When you're playing basketball and you shoot a shot, and it hits the rim and doesn't go in, is that a missed shot, or did you get robbed by the rim? Eric's obsessed with this, by the way, Benjamin. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's fascinating, Eric. Um, I, I, I think, <laughs> here, here's what I'll say. If we had Darcy Kemper or Bennington on the line right now, no. you, they would probably say, and maybe they'd be lying, but they would say, no, that's the plan. I'm so perfectly right. placed. Right. That when it hits the post, I want that. Right. Um, it's part but, of the equipment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well said. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And let me, here, here's a sports one. I always lose this argument. I'll give it to you guys. A guy hits a game-winning three-pointer to win a basketball game, but it's banked off the backboard and goes in. Yes, he made the shot, and he's the they're the winners. They won the game, but. He totally missed his target. Yes, he, he didn't call it. For the backboard. He didn't call it. Yeah, he didn't call it. He was at right. least four or five inches from <laughs> his target, yet he, air quotes, succeeded and won the game. Right. 
Is it harder or easier to be a sports columnist in your hometown? You have local knowledge, but it's uh, it's, a, it's a different situation. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's super fun because a lot of things I write uh, are, are fueled with memories from growing up and, and a connection to the fan base that I could, I could try to build in, in Denver. And, and I, I love the Denver sports fans, but I didn't grow up with the Denver sports fans. Um, I think the, maybe the harder part is, is just the personal, you're part of the community. So, uh, in, and, and since I'm from there, that, uh, the vitriol is a little stronger if, if I write something <laughs> that they don't like. And, and you're at the local coffee shop and your old science teacher comes up to you or your old <laughs> friend's parents or something. That's happened to me. So, but it's super fun. And it, Denver, I mean, you guys know it better than anybody. This is one of the best sports towns in the United States. And uh, to leave it, I mean, the only reason I did it was because it was my hometown. Now, you said you enjoyed coming back, so I'll just pepper you with a couple of quick ones, and we got to go and you got to go. Do you okay. think you will be back in Denver for a Game 5? Yes. Do you think you'll be back in Denver for a Game 7? I did before Game 1. <laughs> <laughs> so, now so, I don't think so. So now, so now you think it, it'll be closed out in a maximum of six games? Yeah. Okay. Benji, great to have you back home. I wish I had a chance to uh, to, to catch up with you in the press box, but um, they, they didn't want to give me a press pass. Is what oh, it man. Is. Yeah, that's okay. No, I didn't ask. I'm going to watch well, the Terry, game. I'll see you. See you in a while. I'm going to watch the game at home and look for you on TV. Be sure to get in the winning goal pool. Oh, yeah. Good call. I'll do that. Fun talking to both of you. Congrats on your show. Thanks. See you, Benji. See you. All see right. Bye. Coming up after the break. Boy, do we have a food fight in the SEC. Nick Saban, and Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher. Nick Saban went after Jimbo Fisher. And wait till you hear what Fisher said in response. That's next. Recommended appetite, insatiable appetite. Want to try? 